now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Tyler Butterball Buterball. Lonzo Ball, he's one heck of a playmaker. And he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine. Now DeRozan, Vooch, he's going to be able to set these guys over. And last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. And David, Double D Dykstra. Texas will be lucky to be 500. Oklahoma will be lucky to get out of there with no more than three losses. Like, they're, they're going into conferences where they're going to get shellacked. Andrew Pepe Valentin. This is... The biggest scar on the Blackhawks, on hockey, on the NHL, you can possibly think of. This was a conspiracy theory that is true. This is this was a this was a conspiracy to cover up the fact that this monster was allowed to inflict his his will on this young man and use his power as a coach. Hit us up on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. And now, here's Tyler, Andrew, and David. That's right, folks. You are here on SportstownChicago.com listening to one of the best. Sports shows out there. It is one blow, of the best. One of the best. Come on, man. All right, fine. The best. That's the what I'm talking about. Best sports Let's show. Let's come in with a little energy here, Absolutely. boy. This is not energy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I was. Call gotta, us one of the best. <laughs> Jeez. I guess You're I fired. Gotta, yeah, I guess I got to give more. Uh, welcome, everybody, again. Blow the whistle. I am Andrew Valentin, and I'm here with David Dykstra. And, oh, sorry. Tyler's not here, folks. Uh, uh, to Tyler, be fair, though. Tyler, Tyler's dealing with some family issues issues yes. going on so uh thoughts and prayers out to him and m as they travel back from those issues uh for sure been thinking about them all week because i had to cover for him you want to know the greatest thing ever though hmm. the show that he he always complains about with the cussing ah uh, yes not a single guest that whole show i didn't have to worry about any profanity the whole time i was working oh, this thank show. goodness <laughs> So oh, I got a hold of the EP. I was like, um, any guests? And he's like, no. And he, I went off your back. Ah, like angels <laughs> singing down upon me. Hallelujah. No, it was just that. It was just the buzz, right? The beat. It yeah, wasn't the single yeah. singing. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, everybody. Again, blow the whistle. Uh, obviously, uh, real quick before we get into everything, please make sure to follow us at Blow T Whistle One on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook as well. Also, too, hit us up at Blow T Whistle Radio. Radio at gmail.com. Thank you, David. Uh, if you guys want to email us up with any emails, questions, comments, we want to hear from you guys. Obviously, have us interact. Uh, also, too, thank you so much to all the people listening on all the wonderful podcast networks as well. Uh, uh, pick your choice, obviously. Especially our our under the hood <laughs> listeners yes, yes for new sure new and reoccurring absolutely thank you to the under the hood listeners as well also to quick shout out to quad pod because why david quad pod never forgets about you absolutely folks absolutely uh <laughs> this is they're gonna think we're sponsored by them at I, some point i love it so uh, but quad pod if you want to talk hit yeah, us up yeah, absolutely sure. um well with that folks obviously we got we got a wonderful one for you today uh we're gonna be talking about the absolute excellence of the all-star game we are gonna be of course 
getting into the fantastic things of the Bulls and what they've been occurring for the season. And, of course, we've got to do our favorite segment, probably the best segment in all of radio history, there I would have to again, say. Probably. I, but, but, I, you know what? I'm trying to leave a little bit of room no, for some No, there's no wiggle room. <laughs> it is the best segment Listen, in not just radio, like not just television, all of entertainment, gall darn it. <laughs> Don't pass out on me just yet. We just got started. Oh, and I've got some doozies today, too. I know too. you do. I know. We've kind of talked a little bit on it. So, uh, But yes, you're killing me, Smalls, folks. Obviously, if you have anything that had you saying you're killing me, Smalls, hit us up on social media, again, at BlowTWhistle1. Hit us up on Instagram, on Twitter, all that stuff. We want to hear from you guys so much. David, are you ready to start this one? Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it then. So, to kick this off, folks, yes. The All-Star Weekend has officially come and gone. And if you blinked, then you probably missed it because it was a up-and-down situation, it seems, with the All-Star, according to a lot of the critics. NBA on TNT was very... I would agree with that. Yeah, NBA on TNT uh, seemed to have quite a few words. In fact, it was Shaq that said that he felt that this All-Star was somewhat lacking in that star presence. Uh, Charles Barkley had some other words to say that we cannot use on his uh, social media and other terrible. things like that. Uh, just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Uh, but the question I'm going to ask all the fans, and then, of course, I'm going to ask you, David, as well. Uh, do you guys think that the all-star this week was a little bit underperforming or were you impressed with what you saw this all-star weekend obviously hit us up on social media with your thoughts david what were your thoughts on the all-star weekend um i i actually watched everything this weekend it was kind of a first for me i kind of went you know what i'm gonna dive in and just kind of immerse myself in the all-star weekend and try and see if i can be entertained okay uh celebrity uh, game mm-hmm. was entertaining. Yeah. As it always is. Uh, the dunk from the high jumper was phenomenal. That was great. It was amazing. That was great. You know, uh, the Peloton guy winning the MVP is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> the, the skills competition, Andrew, you and I have a little bit of back and forth between uh, on that. Yeah. Uh, it, it does need a little bit of hurry up to it. Yeah. There, there needs to be a sense of urgency with that. There's there's just so much out there on the court now. Like, they've implemented so many different things that are part of the skill challenge. And I get it. Which I are all skills, skill-oriented right. challenges, and I get Absolutely. that. But, once again, kind of lacking. But it's also, you know, mo- mostly the, the younger guys that are taking participation right. in it. Uh, the only reason Giannis was in it was because his two brothers wanted to be I in it. I was going to say, it was Team Giannis by that name. <laughs> Which is so. cool. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I would say the highlight was probably the three-point contest. Uh, the, the Rising Stars game was the Rising Stars game. I like the formula. I think it could be good. I think it could be a different kind of it, flow. It, it, it's an interesting concept of, of yeah. taking... Legends, right, and having them pick their teams, right, of the young players but, that are up and coming. But the thing that stunk for me as a Chicago Bulls fan and an IO fan is, right. you know, IO is nowhere to be seen because no other than people in Chicago and like the players that play against them. Mm-hmm. Who's this IO guy? You right, know? and I mean his team. While I thought it was pretty stacked, obviously they did not win the game uh, so was kind of that was kind of disappointing plus when you look at all the names that were on that roster too i mean lamello ball obviously stands out oh yeah it's like the big one so he gets a little overshadowed at the same time but i i just i like the concept they went with rather than just the regular 
kind of like regular all-star game look of it's just one team versus the other team. I like this whole tournament idea. I like the fact that they're trying to change it up. If it's even, even if you didn't like it, at least they're trying something different. It's innovation, right? Okay. It didn't work. Okay. We'll try something different. We'll, we'll go back maybe to the old way, whatever made people happy. Or if, if it did make you happy, I know the all-stars for all sports can sometimes be up and down for people. Um, I would say three point contest was absolutely entertaining. Uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Towns is, Doing the thing he does <laughs> as the so and, and, and and you know what? To be honest with you, made a a bold statement in saying I might be the purest big man shooter in the game right now. I don't. I think that's a hundred percent accurate. I mean, between him and Joel Embiid, who I would say is maybe the next best one. Uh, I mean, uh, but Jokies I don't maybe think. Or I don't like think. That. I don't think Embiid's putting up. Those no. kind of numbers in a three-point contest. No, not even close. Because he's not as sharp a shooter. He's he can take the shot, but you can see Carl Anthony Towns actually works on his three-point shot because there's a natural there's a natural that flick of the flick wrist, of the wrist oh, that comes with it. Just a beautiful yeah. flick of the wrist by Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. And that's the thing, is like Jokic has that as well, because he works on three-point shooting. And Bead, I think, works on it, but you can see it's kind of more like he's trying when he shoots it, it's like flicking the wrist, but he's shooting very hard with it. So it's like a knuckleball almost kind of going into the net. So it'll either hit the it'll hit the rim and bounce out, or it's gonna hit the backboard and bank in. That's basically what he's kind of hoping on. I refuse to talk about the disaster that was the dunk contest. <laughs> uh that that just to tease y'all will be a later yeah, thing. That was brutal. Um but, but overall I that game yesterday was yeah. unbelievable, <laughs> and 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 it it two guys really. Mm-hmm. LeBron having the cojones in his hometown to take the final shot to win the game oh, is, yeah. was awesome. Which when it was released, it was so flat. I was like, "There's no way that's going in. Yeah. There's <laughs> no way that's going in." Yeah, and then it. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not think that Steph Curry is the greatest pure shooter to ever play the game, I beg you to go watch the replay and listen to the words that come out of Dwayne Wade's mouth, out of Reggie Miller's mouth, out of Allen Iverson's mouth, out of, uh, oh, good, great Dallas Maverick guy. And I'm Um, blanking on it. Oh, my God. Now I'm blanking on it, too. Jeez. This is gonna be bad. Uh, no, I know, I I know what you're talking about, but just I can't put yeah. my head on it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we're, we're both blanking. Yeah. I, It'll hit us during the break. Watch, but we'll get into more of the game aspect of right. it in, in in the next segment. But good God, yeah. Like I I I told you earlier, it was the first time for me at least that like I'm literally screaming and cheering at the screen. Yeah, because. Curry's just unconscious, right? Unconscious, and you're just going. And he was throwing up heaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, how hot am I? <laughs> and then he takes that 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 halfway in between half court and and top of the key oh, shot. That was insane. And turns around before it's even in the in the basket and just kind of looks. A Trey Ice. <laughs> I mean that that goes to prove just how good this guy is. I mean every every shot he took in that game, he was like money. Yeah, like he was on. Point. He wasn't. There was I, I maybe three or four that rimmed. Yeah, something. All like the that. all the other ones were just net. I every s- single time, you were just like, 
what is going on? It was insane. And look, obviously it was the all-star game. We understand that. But even in that game to have that kind of performance, because what was it? 16? 16, 16 of 27. Yes. 16 of 27, 16 threes, which was all he did. And the one, two <laughs> that he got was insane too. Cause yeah. he got, he just <laughs> moonballed it yeah. and it went in and I was just like, okay, he's just on, he's on a Michael Jordan seeing the hoop as big as like, Oh, it's his canvas, and he's just painting it like Picasso. Whatever yeah. he paints, it's a masterpiece, pretty much. It's, oh, for sure. He's an absolute... I mean, this this all-star, again, for me at least personally, it was a mixed up-and-down situation because there were some that impressed, but others did not. We'll dive a little bit deeper into this uh, as we continue to talk about the all-star here, folks. Uh, really amazing stuff coming up, and of course, some disastrous dunks that happened, but we'll talk that more here on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. On the money rack, three out of four. Make it four out of five? Oh, yeah. Okay, he took a different path this time to the it's ball. It's a wrap. Get a rhythm. This. Really? It's a wrap. It's a Let's wrap. go. It's a wrap. That's great. Carl Anthony Towns. That is yeah. great. That's one yep. the Mountain Dew three-point contest. That's great. Okay, big fella. Big Cat doing it big time from the three-point line, folks. That's right. Blow the whistle here for SportsDownChicago.com. I'm Andrew Valentin here with David Dykstra talking about the NBA All-Star Weekend. Yes, Big Cat, baby. He was doing it huge, man. Absolutely incredible, incredible stuff. But with everything else we got going on for the All-Star, folks, there's so much more we have to discuss because we just talked about the three-point. We definitely got into the Rising Star so, my question to everybody out there, obviously, the dunk contest. Oh, good God, please, no. How much of a disappointment is the dunk contest this year? And also, let me ask this question as well as a follow-up. Do you think there needs to be some modifications to the dunk contest in order to make it better? Or is it simply a need for different players in the dunk contest? Your thoughts, folks, obviously hit us up on social media, at one on all sources Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. David, what do you think about the dunk contest? And I mean, obviously, from your response, it seems like you have a certain way of thinking about the dunk contest this year. There were better <laughs> dunks. First off, courtesy to TNT for the highlights. Yeah. Uh, but um, there were better dunks in the freaking all-star game. Than mm. John, there were better dunks in the celebrity <laughs> game than there were like I had really high hopes I was rooting for Anthony yeah I was rooting for Anthony because I heard that he had some things up his sleeve and he just and here's the thing that was brought to my attention while watching the all-star game last night mm -hmm. in that dunk competition if you watched it all those guys were coming down when they were trying to dunk the ball yeah instead of they were still rising above the rim mm -hmm. like a certain someone that I swear on all that is good in the world. If they don't find a way to get him into that freaking competition, we're going to talk about that later though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there were better dunks in the celebrity competition mm -hmm. and in the actual all-star game than the actual dunk competition. And why Obi Tobin didn't come with more heat. Yeah. I don't know because he is a heck of a dunker. Yeah. I, Oh, man. I mean, listen, Obi Toppin, obviously, we, we saw him in college at Dayton. He was throwing it down. I thought he was going to be like that next Vince Carter type player. 
I still think he can, but I think that the fact that he's in New York kind of limits his skill sets. And who knows? I mean, also, I kind of wonder how nervous he was because, I mean, it is in his home state. Right. He did play for Dayton, so there might have been some nerves there. So who knows? But Anthony Edwards for the Minnesota Timberwolves actually was asked why he was not in the dunk contest because we know he throws down some mean suckers in game. But that was his comment was that he was an in-game dunker. He doesn't have a bag of tricks. His whole thing is that he performs these magical moments when it's in the game, when he's scoring points, which kind of is why I asked the question about modifying the dunk contest. Does this maybe need to be... More of like a game time situation, you think? Where like a breakaway dunk kind of thing, thinking. like a like, full court sprint. Because a lot of people have talked about the skills challenge maybe being like a one-on-one game, essentially against guys showing off their skills in actual like play, right? Would it not be... Like street ball? Kind that, of, yeah. That'd be cool. Something like that. That'd be cool. Would it not be something maybe to see these guys go one-on-one against each other, half court, trying to perform these dunks, right? I mean, I know that they you can utilize a lot of the area and stuff, but my thinking is that some of these guys are trying to do their tricks, right? They're, they're trying to pull something out of their bag and like, yeah. what can I do differently? When you see Vince, like you look back at the Vince Carter thing, obviously, or Michael Jordan, they did those dunks in game. Like yeah. those were not things we, they just were like, I made it up I mean, on the, the foul side. line, the foul line well, yeah, one, the, but, but right. I mean, you, you take what you do. Here, here's my issue with that statement. Mm. You're you're a supreme above the rim player. You dunk during games and make highlight reels. Right. The dunk competition to me is nothing different, but maybe putting a little more swag on it, a little more style to it. Yeah. My issue is you're giving out all this money the whole weekend to charitable organizations. Mm. You want these big names? I mean, for goodness sakes, they did an interview in game with John ja Morant yeah. and Reggie Miller's pleading with him yeah. to be in next year's dunk competition because they want to see what he could do. Right. All it takes is money, ladies and gentlemen. Money money talks. BS walks. It does. And that's that's what it is. Is the reason you're not getting the Michael Jordans and, and the, the Vince Carters. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they were even saying, bring back Zach. Like, right, yeah. But Zach wants to be Zach wants to win that three point contest to be an air, rarefied air, right? Of one of I, I want to say two people that have won the three point contest and dunk competition. I believe so. Um, well, I have to check on that. I'm not sure who that other person is, but yes, I it's it's something that has not been done where it's like okay, I competed in the dunk contest, won it two right. twice, yeah, twice. By the way, and then also by the way too. I also am going to try and win the three-point contest. And that's what he's trying to do. Right. Is he's trying to do something that I think maybe one other person has ever done. Yeah, if if that. I can't. I could not even tell you off the yeah, top of I'm my head. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's one. But yeah. they, there's just that thing that for some reason these – I mean, there's no reason LeBron shouldn't have competed in it once. There's no reason right. that, you know, some of these guys should not have competed in it once. Yeah. Like this younger generation is all about me, me, me. Right. What a better place to get a platform to blow up on social media, oh, yeah. which is the most important thing in the world right now, mm-hmm. than you pulling off a dunk that nobody's ever seen before. Yeah. By the way, don't forget too, folks, after Zach Levine wins not one but two dunk contests, what happened to him? He kind of blew up, didn't he? Yeah. Like, from that moment, everyone's like, 
Oh, Zach Levine. Who is this dude? Oh, he's like third or fourth best player on the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? Yeah, he's, on the Timberwolves. He, like, he's like sitting around there. Bulls make a trade for him, and all of a sudden he becomes a star in Chicago. He's got the two dunk contest wins. Now you're vamping up your, because your status. Let's let's be now honest. He's gonna make big bucks. <laughs> when when he came to the Bulls, I was like, oh, we got the dunk guy. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what everybody thought. I thought that too. I'm like, oh, cool. We got the guy that like does some flashy dunks. Awesome. And then you start to see him evolve. You start to see his game become something different. So you can use it as a jumping point for your platform. That's huge. Uh, but also in the state of the All-Star, because I want to get to this because we were starting to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the 75th anniversary All-NBA team, they were there. We had a bunch of guys out there. Even Michael Jordan himself flew from the Daytona 500 where his car was racing with Bubba Wallace in there. Shout out to Bubba, by the way, for getting second at Daytona. Should have got the first, but... Oh, uh, but hey, real quick. Yeah. BMAC goes, no one has ever won both the dunk contest and three-point contest. The, Zach is trying to do it to become the first ever to do it, which, which makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so uh, obviously... All the rankings have now come out for the 75th All-NBA team. There's a lot of talk about this. You and I, David, we're kind of talking about this. From this list, I mean, I'll, I'll jump to you. I mean, were there any that really kind of jumped out to you that you were surprised with, be it like too high, too low, anything like that? Your thoughts? The, my biggest surprise yeah. was the person that they, I thought they would never deserve to be in that that 75-year team, mm -hmm. but I never in a million years thought that they would let him. Yeah. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Never yeah. in a They said his name and <laughs> that I went. That was shocking. What? Yeah. Dennis is there? No way. That was. That was amazing. I felt that so was, good for him. Uh, yeah. That's, for me, that's, that's Rodman getting validation for all his hard work. Yeah. Was he the most pleasant that, person yeah, I was gonna to say. deal with? Probably not. Right. But neither was Michael. Right. My biggest, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be very short with this mm. because it is my opinion. The biggest issue I had with that was that Michael's ego got in the way, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Okay. He had to be last. Right. In my opinion, and don't get me wrong, I think Michael Jordan is the greatest to ever play the game. Yeah. But Kobe should have been last. Yeah, I, I would have. To get the standing elevation, let his wife stand up. Feel the love, mm. feel the energy, because he got the biggest ovation out of anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, at least, I mean, you and me were kind of talking about this on the side. Giannis, he was 18. He's 18 on the rankings. It's very high for him. I agree with that. I think, again, I, my thing is, because he won a championship for Milwaukee, which it's been years since he's done it, he's got the two MVPs, right? He's even got some defensive player of the years. All that stuff, I think, has certainly added up to say that. And not only that, let's also be honest, too. Giannis is a player that I feel like in a lot of these generations, he works. Right? His game just works yeah. in pretty much every generation you could find. I mean, even Wilt could work at. I was surprised Kobe was 10. I thought he would have been higher. No disrespect to any of those dudes, obviously, any of these guys, right? They're all legends in their own right. But Tim Duncan was 8, and Oscar Robinson was 9. I felt like Kobe should have been higher. No dis Again, no disrespect to those dudes. It's just I felt like Kobe Bryant had done a lot more with the Lakers. I know he had Shaq, and I know Tim Duncan had a – but that's the thing. Tim Duncan had Tony Parker, and then he got Manu Ginobili, and he had David Robinson, right? I mean, he did it for a long time and was still winning championships at his older age, but so was Kobe, right? Because Kobe was winning them still even in 2010 and stuff. So I, I think he should have been higher on that list. The one I, I want to say just real quick too for this – I don't understand why James Harden was 50th 
I don't think he deserved to be in the top there's, 50. There's another. I was <laughs> not okay with that. I Look, great player. Going to go to the Hall of Fame. But top 50? Yeah. I don't know about that. That that was another one that made me twinge a little. Russell Westbrook was another one that made me twinge. I, and that's pure yeah. numbers. Russell's, I get, is pure numbers. The triple-double helps a lot. Yeah. I know. And I get that. But at the same time, how many titles have both of them won combined? Exactly. And, you know, and that's... And that's what you're looking at as well. Right. I mean, you have, I, I, it, it can be argued that Charles Barkley may not, should not be on that list. Right. I mean, although I'm, him being 22, even I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that might actually be the perfect spot for him. Cause I'm like, you could go higher, but there were other guys. I just felt like certainly deserved it because they had the rings or they had more MVPs. I was like that. shocked at the lack of big men. <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying? There, there, there was a they they dedicated a lot to the forwards and a lot to the guards, and yeah. then the big men were just the big men that you knew because it was just like Kareem and Wilts and Shaq. Speaking of which, Kareem looked good. He and then fantastic. he threw up the little hook. And yeah. I went, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, he, that is my man. He is great, and and sh- I mean, shout out to all these guys for making the list. It's it, it's incredible. It's it's great to see all these guys to get together. That's a magical moment in itself. Seeing these legends get together says a lot for the game and of seeing basketball. The, and seeing the young guys just go. Oh, like, eyes get wide and stuff. They're like, I used to watch you. I, <laughs> my favorite was, what was it? I think Trey Young was like, I played with you on 2K or something. And one of the guys is like, man, we're at that age. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, great stuff for the All-Star folks. Uh, make sure to give them a round of applause. But folks, when we do... Come back here. Yes, it's of course. You're killing me, Smalls. It's our favorite segment, the best segment in all of radio, television. You can't find anything better because it allows us to rant and rave about what we despise the most in sports for the week. So if you have anything that had you saying you're killing me, Smalls, hit us up on all social media at BlowTWhistle1. When we come back here with Blow the Whistle on SportsTownChicago.com. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, baby, we are here, and it is time for your killing me, Smalls. Edge Valentin, David Dykstra, of course, for Blow T. Oh my God, I almost said the social media. At Blow the Whistle. <laughs> it's okay, you could have been both. Yeah, uh, uh, of course, follow us on social media and hit us up with your You Killing Me Smalls on Blow T Whistle 1 on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We want to hear from you guys. What had you saying? You're killing me, Smalls. David. Do you want to take it away first? I, I legitimately have two, and I don't know how many you have, so I'll start off with my funny one. I and got one I'm going to really go for, and then I've got another one that I can pull out of yes, my back pocket. See, that's kind of how I am. I've got one that's kind of funny yeah. and humorous. I did actually have a third, but I'm not going to use that one because it was a fan that sent me it, and I really don't want to get into it with it, so <laughs> I'm just going to save that for the back burner for right. when I do my show. All but right. go for well, it, David. They, they, you could do it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll probably do it tomorrow. tomorrow on the live stream. Get ready for yeah. it. Ah, <laughs> nice little tease. Well, my first You're Killing Me Smalls is kind of a funny thing. Mm. So I'm doing the show uh, in the action on Saturday at the BQL Network, and the guys that are hosting the show bring up this interesting little factoid. Yeah. Texas Tech plays Texas Mm -hmm. Saturday. Anybody who watched the game, did anybody notice anything about that game? Which is? Texas Tech fans outnumbered the Texas fans by a bunch. Oh, yeah. And it was at Texas, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. So come to find out that somebody in the Texas Tech organization hacked 
or got into the Texas ticket office somehow, put out a QR code for Texas Tech fans to buy tickets, and they bought them for like I, I like pennies on the dollar. Yep. So they outnumbered the Texas fans like two to one during the game. It was insane. To me, <laughs> bravo. Bravo, Texas Tech. And then you go and win the game, too? Yeah. Good job, Texas Tech Raiders. Guns up, baby. Guns up. <laughs> so for that beautiful, beautiful thing of just killing it, Texas Tech fans, I give you a big old... I, talk about home court advantage. Man. Oh, dude, it was so good. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. <laughs> I'm just playing around right now. All right, that's fine. I'm yeah, just that's fine. Around. I'm just playing around. Uh, do you want me to go next? I can I can do mine, unless you want to do your second. No, go ahead and do yours. Okay. Uh, so mine actually still has to do with Texas. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Texas show today. It's a Texas-themed yeah. show. Uh, so if you guys don't know, at Texas A&M, they have a... What I would say is a pretty impressive program for women's basketball. They have been doing very well, 14 and 12, if I'm not mistaken. They've been doing extremely, uh, they've been extremely impressive, uh, playing very well. And they have what I would have to say is maybe one of the more most amazing coaches, I would say, in Sydney Carter. Uh, simply not just for the fact that she's an incredible coach in her own right and a former WNBA player who was incredibly talented as well, who actually was drafted by the Chicago Sky, if you don't know this, in 2012. Okay. But she is the head coach of the Texas A&M, uh, the Texas A&M uh, women's basketball team. And she was criticized for wearing what was a white sweater with a co- uh, turtleneck sweater, uh, kind of like a, a bushy one or whatever you want to call it, and then leather pink pants. With stilettos, okay? Now, I'm not a fashion expert, but I was like, okay, that's a cool look. I like that. Like, whatever. Do you. you. Do you. The media went nuts <laughs> because they're like, oh, how inappropriate is this? Why You can't dress like that as a coat. Have you not seen Bill Belichick? Dude looks like a homeless guy. They just pull off the street to coach a football game with cut-off sleeves and a hoodie. I, and sweatpants. On. And sweatpants. <laughs> like, come on. You're going to be critical. Where you I'm, don't know where his fupa is. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you're going to get critical about this, about Sydney Carter. Double standards. Pink, seriously, pink pants, pink leather pants. Who cares? By the way, she kills it with her outfits. She's one of, I would say, the most fashionable coaches. Not just women's basketball coaches. Coaches in all those sports. Her outfits, I, I'm and again, I'm not a fashion person. I think her outfits are killing it. She has worn like a, a lime green like uh, suit uh, suit pants collection or whatever it is it, with checkers on it. It's awesome. Like, she has worn all different kinds of stuff. She's killing it on the fashion sense for coaches. And the fact that you aim at the fact of, like, well, is this appropriate for her to do? And she's like, I'm going to just keep doing me. Yeah, damn right you keep doing you, Cindy Carter. You do what you do best because you, by far, are the coach that gets it. You, th- I mean, listen, I'm tired of coaches wearing the same old stuff of the, the tie with the coat and everything. Oh, yeah. Give me some... Give me something. I want to see Bill Belichick. In Some a, diversity. In, yeah, give me Bill Belichick in a in a well, well, like a bright red suit, right? For the Patriots. Give me God. Give me give me Mike McCarthy and like Andy Reid and Andy Reid. Oh my God, Andy Reid. Yes, please give me something more than these guys. In just one wearing, of his uh, 
<laughs> Bahama shirts. Yes, absolutely. Change it up a little bit. So to all the media who criticized Cindy Carter for her fashion, I give all of you a big old. You're killing me, small. I fixed no. it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right. Guess what? We got one from. King B Mac. Do it, B Mac. And his opinions are not those of us. So I'm just gonna <laughs> put that up. No, this is, oh, is it's it an it's an intriguing one to okay. me, actually. Like and it, it. it could be it could be argued both ways. Okay. I'm calling out the NBA. How do you list the top 75 players in the history of the NBA and not have Tracy McGrady as one of them? There is no chance in hell James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, or Paul Pierce deserve to be on that list ahead of T-Mac. So NBA, for not putting Tracy McGrady on that list, we give you a big old... You're killing me, Smalls! You know... I like that. I, I, I like that. I like it. The lo- t- the two, there are three of them there that I would agree with. Yes. That Tracy McGrady has the potential of being ahead of. Paul Pierce, no. Paul Pierce to me. Yeah, no. Paul Pierce, I definitely think. Is one of the best, most underrated players in the NBA ever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other three, though, Carmelo... Russell and Harden, absolutely. They're just all scorers. Yeah, like, Tracy I McGrady. Could, was, I could see Tracy being above them. Absolutely, because Tracy McGrady was more than just a scoring guy. He was an everything guy. If he hadn't gotten hurt, he probably would be right up there as one of the top scorers and probably one of the top players in the league. So you got three out of four votes for me, B Mac. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I, I like that. I mean, yeah, I did not even think of that. Yeah, he, yeah. I definitely. Once again, one of those guys that, that that's forgotten about how great he was right. when he was good. Yeah, absolutely. I there's, I mean, there's a ton he of guys. He dropped like that. off so quickly because of injury, though. Right, and yeah. that's that. That's where everybody's like, no, oh, Tracy McGrady. That's the thing is like you don't for, like you forget about Sustain- these guys. Sustainability. Right. It's all about sustainability in the NBA. And, and that's well, that's my thing with like Vince Carter. Yeah. Like I love Vince Carter. I think he should have maybe been on that list somewhere. But I get it when you don't win a championship. When at some point you're not making the All Stars because you're not doing enough. I get it. You're gonna you're gonna get left off. So. And but, speaking of all-stars. Yes. NBA. <laughs> I swear on all that is holy, if you don't go out and get marquee dunkers for this dunk competition, we are going to have words, issues, and situations. <laughs> I will find people in Philadelphia to bury your butts somewhere where no one can find the bodies. For the love of all that is good in the world, we went from having a dunk-off between Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins to Obi Toppin and Juan Toscano Anderson. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Go out. Make it important enough for your young marquee players in the NBA to be a part of this dunk competition. I don't care if it takes giving them a personal sack of cash or you donate $50,000 to each one of their uh Respective yeah, charities, charities, things like that, yeah, that they want to do. Absolutely, I don't care what it takes. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to see John Morant. Everybody wants to see Zach Levine back in it. Everybody would love to see. Oh, I don't know. Um, not Fat Zion. Fat Zion would be great. Actually, Fat Break Zion would be great. Be Break the rim. <laughs> Goes up and blows the blows the powdered sugar off a of ben- um. beignet and then dunks. 
takes a bite out of it too. And then the glass just Look shatters. Look at how he just bites down on that donut and, then and he, he takes it with the He slam. takes a bite of the glass out of the backboard. It's sugar. It's sugar glass. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But for that, NBA, get your head out of your patooties. Get us the marquee people we want. If you don't, you're going to get this again next year. A big old. You're killing me, Smalls. You know. Absolutely. Wow. I, is it, I mean, they got to do something. It, it, it's getting to the point now where, like, no one. It, they're right. Nobody cares. They're going to have to make the three-point competition the marquee competition. They are. I, they, they're not. They don't have many other choices at this point unless they start but changing But see, if you're going to do that, Steph Curry better be in it. Trey Young better be in it. Right. You want the best you of the want, best. You want Larry Bird versus, you know, Craig Hodges versus. I, it still boggles my mind that Craig Hodges is one of the predominant three-point and people, people don't even remember that. And, people, yeah. people are like, who's Craig? I didn't he won watch. two years in a row, wasn't even on a team, and got invited to the three-point competition because he was the defending champion and had like this white jersey on with no it was team so affiliation. Weird. It's so <laughs> weird. It was just like plain. Like, no, I don't even think it had an NBA logo on it. it it's it just a plain jersey that was somebody like, with his number. I found this. With yeah, his with his number, yeah. <laughs> It was like, he's at the local Y. I'm hitting these threes all night long, baby. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, guys, I, I think that's going to do it for us here with the You're Killing Me Smalls. Uh, again, if you guys have any You're Killing Me Smalls, obviously hit us up. Blow to whistle when we want to hear you guys because we have the TV show coming tomorrow. Yeah, we Tuesday, can let, let everybody know. 2.30 to 3.30. Hit us up on all the social media. Let us know you're, you're Killing Me Smalls ahead of time, and we can read it live on the air while we're going live. on That's twitch.tv slash Sports. We go live with the Blow the Whistle crew. 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. Central Time. And, folks, when we do get back here, it is unbelievable that this Bulls team had three people in the All-Star this weekend, but the second half is around the corner. We'll be talking that here on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Final seconds. Bulls look for the win. Throws it. To win it. Go! Two seconds in the corner for Highlights courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. It is Blue the Whistle. Blue the Whistle? Blue the Whistle? Did I say that? Yeah. Blow the Whistle here yeah. on SportstownChicago.com. I'm Andrew Valentin with David Dykstra. Oh, yeah. I well, come on, win it. Yeah, yeah, you were trying. You were trying. You were trying. You were trying. I was trying. trying. I mean, I mean, it's, it's okay, man. It's okay. We'll work it out. I got to work on the time. Yeah, we'll work it out. It's been a while since I've heard this song. Little bit. We'll so, work on it. Yes, we'll absolutely. Work on it. Yes, Andrew Valentin, David Dykstra, blow the whistle here on SportsTownChicago.com. Hit us up at Blow T Whistle One on our social media. We want to hear from you guys. Yes, the Bulls are back. Second half of the season is here. Sounds the Bulls like are back in town. <laughs> sounds like the entire roster is coming back here in the next couple weeks, minus a few others that will be a little bit later. But Zach Levine says he's officially ready to get going. We're gonna have. I would hope so, since his <laughs> happy butt was in the All Star game. Absolutely. You I, could tell though. You could tell though. There, I, I, I'm. What I'm really hoping is that that All Star game knocked the rust off, because in that mm-hmm. three point competition, he looked rusty. Yeah, he he, he was. was 
clanking. He was he was not on his game. But the Bulls are here in the second half. Obviously, a lot more of the season left to go with 23 games uh, to find out if this team actually is at the top of the list and can claim the Eastern Conference. So the question I have to everybody out there is, can the Bulls maintain their top maintain atop the Eastern Conference and keep that top seed to oversee Miami right now? Or will this team potentially be falling a little bit here and there as they start to regress? Obviously hit us up on Blow T Whistle 1. David, what are your thoughts? Do you think the Bulls can maintain this top seed or do you think that there could be a drop up here towards the end of the season? It's interesting. Not a lot of people are talking about Miami either. That's scary. Yeah. When you're not talking about a team who is in the number one seed in the East, mm-hmm. that is scary. Yeah. Because <clears throat> that just tells me, like, they're flying under the radar of everybody. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, like, this Miami team is not that different from this Chicago team. There's a lot of similarities in their game. Two two really, really good players that are above, like, your normal, you know, journeyman average players. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't consider them stars either. Like they're I would not say Jimmy's I, I, certainly no, a star. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call them people that that you think of as as a franchise a right. franchise player. Let's put yeah. it to you that way. A franchise and that's what you have with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRosa. Mm. Are two guys that are above average players, but they aren't that franchise LeBron James esque. Right kind of, you know... They don't have that person. shine, but they certainly are playing to that level of yeah, being and, guys and, that can define a franchise. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, DeMar DeRozan just made a record that probably will take a very long time to be touched again. I, I don't know if there'll be anybody that is that efficient and scores that many points. Without taking three-pointers. Yeah, say, yeah. Like, that, that says a lot. It was the funniest thing to hear Reggie Miller go, yeah, show him that mid-range, baby, during the game. <laughs> it was so... Or no, it was Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Dwayne Wade was going, yeah, show him the old school, DeMar. Show him the old school. <laughs> I, I love that. I love the fact that Dwayne Wade was like, mid-range game, yeah! Like, I, I think and then, well, that's the big thing too, right? Like of all these guys that we talk about with the NBA, right? Everybody, even Big Cat, right? Carol yeah. Anthony Towns is taking threes and stuff. DeMar DeRozan is kind I mean, Kawhi, when he, he's been out all this year and obviously when he's healthy, but even Kawhi can sometimes get into that three-point kind of fall into that trap, if and, you will, kind and of. And feel it and hit, you right. know, three out of six exactly. on a night. DeMar's the guy that's like, I don't need to take a thousand threes. I'll take one. And then I'll just let everybody else worry about that. I'll work the mid-range so it opens up the game for everybody on the outside and down low. I think the All-Star game was the first time I've seen him like actually take more than two three-point shots. I think so. And I was like, what are you doing? Well, because, yeah, I mean, even then when he's like got nobody around him, he's still like, I'm going to take it. It's like, no, keep doing your thing. Just score points. Keep, keep, keep going mid-range, buddy. Yeah. But that being said, I do want to see how the Sixers gel. Mm-hmm. Because if if Harden and Embiid start playing well together on an inside outside kind of tandem, yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's been my like that's been my biggest thing is when I look at the Sixers, like yeah, Seth Curry provided that outside shooting, but you need a guy that can be like a volume dude that can provide that like thirty. 25, 30 points on the outside. Yeah. He did it sometimes, but he's more of a bench guy. Now you have a guy that can work the outside and you're like, I don't have to worry about that. Now Joel Embiid, all he has to do is feast inside and you have Tobias Harris who can kind of be your like 
in and out kind of guy. He can throw it inside and can dunk it or drive it, or he can stand out, shoot jumpers, shoot threes if he needs to. So this team is now looking, in my eyes, I see it being far more complete than where it was when Ben Simmons was well, the guy let's that be was honest, not like out there. The chitter chatter of the Brooklyn Nets actually being competitive yeah. this season has gone Bye bye, ladies and it's, gentlemen. It's quiet, all quiet on the Eastern Front right now. <laughs> Them yeah, crickets. Absolutely. But uh, do I do I think I I think I they're definitely gonna be top four. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to have something catastrophic happen. Yeah. For them to be out of the top four mm-hmm. in the East, I do like the little pickup that became official today. Tristan Thompson officially a Chicago Bull. Nothing spectacular, but a piece. A defensive piece, mind you, that too. A piece. Yes. That gives you that low block defensive guy. Absolutely. And that's what they've been needing. I mean, everybody's tried to do their part. Vooch will get his rebounds. I I got the rebound. (laughs) He'll do his thing, but you needed somebody who can swat the ball back. And listen, was 6.3 points, 5.3 rebounds. He's not averaging about half a block a game. But still, for what he provides you as a hustler and as a veteran voice that people listen to in the locker room, that adds to the chemistry and that adds to the knowledge, and that's only going to help the younger guys grow. That's going to help. And you don't have to worry about the Kardashians coming around, so that'll be good as well. (laughs) That's true, too. Um, It's very true. I will say this. I did notice something yesterday. Mm -hmm. Did you notice when it got time to get real in that game, who they had on Embiid? Yeah. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. A body and a hand. Yep. And it... It messes with Joel a lot. Oh, yeah. If you put pressure on Joel Embiid and you make him feel it, like, it doesn't take... Allen was all over him, like, yeah. what paper? Yeah. And that, well, that's what Allen's supposed to do. Jared Allen is the big man shutdown weapon. He's the ultimate big man shutdown weapon. With maybe the best hair I've seen in the NBA. Oh, I love that fro. I wanted that fro here in Chicago. So him and Kobe would have been the best if Kobe would have kept his fro. That would have been the best one-two punch with hair, honestly. That would have been great to see. But hey, that's the, the thing. Fro brothers? Yeah, the Fro brothers, yeah. <laughs> Wanted to see that. Fro to Fro on the alley-oop? Absolutely, baby. I could watch that all day. They make up shirts that say Fro 1 and Fro 2. Absolutely. <laughs> you had a marketing chance, Chicago. What the hell? I, listen, that, that was an eye-opener to me. Yeah. Because, you know. The the All Star Game is what it is, but it, right. when it gets down to crunch time in that fourth quarter, yeah, and players are playing for a reason in that fourth quarter. Whether oh, yeah. you want to believe it or not, there's money they involved. They want to win. There's money involved, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they put Josh Allen on, uh, or Jared Allen, Josh Allen, yeah, <laughs> Jared Allen on uh, Embiid, shut him down. Yeah, didn't hit a shot. Po- I mean, he's the human pogo stick, and he gets blocks. Was he like two and a half blocks a game? I think, or something like that, for a reason, folks. He's that good. So there is a weakness to Joel Embiid's oh, game. He's human. So that being said, maybe Tristan Thompson is that key. Absolutely, is, is that is that guy? And we still don't know how how healthy Patty Will's going to be when he comes back. Right, and he will be back. They're projecting possibly April, April, early mm-hmm. April, maybe at the best, maybe even end of March. Is the possibility, but it sounds like maybe end of April might be the time. But just think again. Now you don't have to rush him back to be in that starting lineup. Exactly. He can come off the bench, right? Which, in a little weird way, I think he might be more comfortable with right now because that's all he did in college. Yeah, and bring some energy to that second team. And then if you've got Caruso back, 
That's going to be a nasty bunch coming off the bench. Yeah, and and I I might say that Chicago might be one of the deepest teams right now as far as depth. Yeah, oh, no. They've got, when everybody's healthy on this team, they probably have, I would say, top top 10 roster on the court, right, of players. On the bench, you're probably talking about a top five bench roster right now that's coming off and helping those guys out. So you're talking about a team that has the opportunity to, I'm not going to say the C word, but have the opportunity to, to make a run, to make a run in this. So I listen, I'd be happy with a series win. Yeah, absolutely. And then you build on that going towards the future. Right. And I think that's what they're aiming for is that this is going to be a long-term thing. They're looking at that being said, you have Embiid and Giannis mm-hmm. as one and two in all the MVP talk that you've heard. Right. Do you put DeRozan three right now? I would. Because, again, I, we've said this before. And nobody from the West stands out to you? The, the problem with it is that, I mean, listen, LeBron's putting up MVP numbers, but it's in a losing contest at this point for the Lakers. Steph is putting up numbers, yes. Steph. And Chris Paul's doing his thing, but now Chris Paul's going to Chris is ball. gone. Yeah, Chris is out Which is going to be, weeks. I'm going to be interested to see, does does Devin Booker now He's going to have to step up. up. He's going to have to step he's up. He's been quiet this year, too, which is scary. He's still scoring points. He's scoring, but, but he's quiet. quiet. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> not. It's that 20 to 25 a game, and you're like, eh, all right. Good Nobody's job. recognizing me. Okay, time to go off. Like, this is where, like, that <laughs> Mamba mentality stuff, like, kicks in, and, like, everybody goes, oh, man, he's going to drop, like, 50 on us now. So, like, <laughs> yeah. like, this is, like, that. Silent, this is not good. <laughs> this silent assassin comes out of nowhere, just start all wreaking you need, havoc. All you need is for, like, that, like, when Kobe was. When he had like 81, somebody said something about Kobe Bryant. He's like, y'all ain't ready for this one. I'm about to get you. So nobody say a word. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I think I don't seem worst case scenario. I mean, you and I had discussed it. They have 11, 11 road games in the, in yeah, the month of March. So in the month of March, they have 11 road games. They have a five game uh, road uh, run through from March 22nd to the 29th. They're going to be on the road. Is it West Coast or East Coast? Uh, it is East Coast, if I remember. It That's starts not in Milwaukee horrible. and Cleveland. So you're not, I'm not too concerned about that, but it's the fact that you're on the road so much in March that I'm a, that worries me because your guys get hurt. In that kind of stretch, like that's where, because right now on the road is not their strength. Their strength is at home. So the, you, what they're fi- you'd say five hundred for the month of March, you'd be okay with maybe a little bit above. I would like to get a little bit above five hundred. I mean, listen, we're talking about eleven road games. You go six and five in those seven and four. I think that's a great position to be in. I mean, if you do come out of this five and six, it's not the end of the world, No, but that means that your home games, I would have to say those home games, that priority. you have, yes, those have to be instant wins, immediate wins. You have to kill it on those. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the bulls. They've got a long road still ahead of them in quite a literal fashion. <laughs> those road games, but all the sense we feel, I think it's safe to say we feel confident these Bulls have a shot to solidify themselves. And I, and I don't think we would say that if we didn't have faith in the coach. Absolutely. Or management. Or management. Or management. Yeah. Uh, but, folks, that is going to do it for Aura Uno. But don't worry, folks, because we still have Aura Dos coming up. What the deuce? What the deuce? So, when we do come back here, we're going to be talking about, of course, the college basketball scene and all the fights that broke out there. We are, of course, going to be hitting up baseball's lockout time. And nevertheless, too, we also got to hit the Super Golf League. And we'll follow that up with some, yes, wrestling, folks. Wrestling! All that here on Blow the Whistle here on SportstownChicago.com. It's time! 
for the main event. Were you trying to get crazy with this, see? Don't you know I'm local? Just bring it! And Juwan Howard not going over immediately to shake hands. Now he's going to get in the line. Interesting finish here. 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Oh, yeah. Howard and Guard are not happy right now. Want to fight, huh? Fight me! We told you Jawad Howard was not happy about that timeout. Yo! And Jawad Howard just threw a right hand. Get over here! We got a scrum! We have a scrum in Madison! Players are pushing and shoving. This is an ugly scene! Insane indeed. Highlights courtesy of CBS. Wow, folks. Uh, <laughs> I was not expecting that one. Very well done, David. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, here to Blow the Whistle here on SportsTownChicago.com. My name is Andrew Valentin. I'm still here with David Dykstra. Hello. And, of course, folks, if you want to hit us up, social media, Blow T Whistle 1 on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff we want to hear from you guys. And, of course, hit us up at XB. Or Mike Spee. And I was getting I'm so entwined into it. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Blot Whistle Radio at gmail.com. I, I will let the Godfather have have mistakes here I, and there. It's I do okay. It a million times it's on my okay. show. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> okay. uh, yes, folks. If you were not watching any college basketball by any chance in the Big Ten, you missed quite a showdown. Michigan losing to Wisconsin, 77-63. to 63. After the game, though, is where the real game took place, apparently. An argument. <laughs> the real game? Yeah, the real game took place. The real incident. Uh, head coach of Michigan basketball, Juwan Howard, uh, was apparently in a bit of a kerfuffle, let's say. I like that word. Yes. I like that. <laughs> kerfuffle. Yes, in a kerfuffle uh, with head coach of Wisconsin, uh, guard, uh, which appeared to... Uh, appeared to be over something that happened. It's been reported in the game that I guess it was over. Two timeouts within the last minute. Yes, uh, which I guess the last timeout was really kind of the straw that broke the camel's back with 15 seconds left in the game. They were up by 15, Wisconsin being up by 15. And then in the middle of it, what seems to be the coaches kind of grabbing each other and arguing with each other. Players are getting in, in between one another. And then Jawan Howard just comes with the ultimate uppercut <laughs> And it I was be- an overhand. Yes, and it was an overhand or over overhand or something like that. It, it whatever it was, he makes contact with one of the Wisconsin coaches, uh, Krabenhoff, I think was his name. Gesundheit. Yes, <laughs> former actually former uh, Wisconsin Badger basketball player actually, who is an assistant coach now on the team. That's what you get. Incredibly crazy stuff. Uh, question out there to the listeners, and then question, of course, to you, David, is. This the end for Jawan Howard after this huge moment. We've seen this stuff happen before. It's very controversial, of course. But do you believe that this is it for Jawan Howard as the head coach of the Michigan Wolverines? Obviously, let us know again. Blow T whistle one on all social media. David, what are your thoughts, man? I think he's suspended for the rest of the season. Has to take anger management classes and then comes back as the head coach next year. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's the whole. Michigan University of Michigan is just kind of crumbling. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've got two really high profile head coaches Mm -hmm. that act like complete idiots. 
Yeah. One one thought he was bigger than the university, went to Minnesota going, this is my job, this is my job. And Minnesota's like, not so fast, sir. Yeah. We don't like you as much as you think you we like you. Yeah. Um, And then Juwan, I, I've never seen that side of Juwan. I know Juwan can get mm-hmm. chippy at times when he's playing. Yeah. But I've never seen him just like not outright, as a coach. Not just not like outright swing, batter, right. batter, swing. Yeah. So that was that was a little crazy for me. Yeah. This I, I was shocked by it when I saw the video going around because that's really initially where I saw it. I, I didn't watch the game, but then I mean, watching, who really did? It was Michigan. Yeah, right. But yeah, I was what? Well, I mean, Wisconsin's now getting up there, obviously, and now. You know, the Big Ten's really starting to have some teams start to come through the rise. They're starting to make a push. So you've got Wisconsin, who domin- really dominated this game. I watched the highlights. They really did a great job getting after Michigan. And it's just surprising because, obviously, Michigan started as one of the <laughs> stronger teams. Sorry, it seems like we're getting a phone call here. Maybe maybe it's Juwan Howard giving us a call. Who knows? Uh, but it, it's, just, it's interesting because, obviously, Michigan started as, like, a top-10 team. And then it ultimately kind of kicks over to, well, they keep dropping games. They're losing. They're not performing to their level. So what's up? Because they had some really good recruits. They've got a really good team. Yeah. And they're not performing. And then they take this loss. A la Memphis. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, now you have these. And and I'm sure he's already frustrated. He's already probably tired with having to deal with whatever's going on with this team. Now you have this moment happen. And whether it was the timeouts or it was just overall frustration, I can't really say. I'm sure that didn't help, obviously, taking those timeouts for sure. But I, it all came to a head, I think, at that moment when it's just wrong wrong time for that to happen, man. I just Well, and he almost didn't go through the line to right. shake hands. He was backed off. He was like holding back. He, he didn't want to. He, I, I think he knew how upset he was. Right. And he knew it wasn't going to turn out well if he went through the line and shook hands. Yeah. But being the sportsman that he is, he felt obligated to tell the coach, Hey, that was not cool. That right. was not the way you do this. And I, I, I'm not blaming anybody for the interaction. I'll blame Jerron Howard for losing his cool and, throwing a punch right that's inexcusable as a head coach of a major unit of any university or any kind of sporting event a coach should never throw a punch no yeah absolutely and and this could be have huge ramifications i mean i agree with you i think it'll just come to maybe suspension suspension for the rest of the season at its worst though this could be that he does get fired because we i mean listen if it's another coach i i think it's still bad don't get me wrong but if it was a player that would have been you're fired because right you're hitting a a young man they're not going to allow that right no. that's just not going to happen another coach though all right suspend him for the rest of the season call it whatever training you got to give him give it and then move into next season hopefully with a clear slate right yeah so I, I agree on that but obviously listen college basketball for what it has been so far, it's been an interesting run, to say the very least. I mean, right now, for what the rankings are, Gonzaga's back at the top. Eh, but <laughs> I can't, just can't I, do it with them no, anymore. No, I can't. no, I and can't I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. And and to me, I've I've since football's wound down. Yeah, I've started to watch more and more mm-hmm. and more college basketball. To me, right now. There are probably two teams that I would not want. Th- I'm gonna throw three teams out there that I would not want to face in the tournament. Okay. Obviously Auburn. I think they're the most complete team. Yeah. I think they're they're well coached. Jabari Smith is gonna probably be a top five player. Ron Pearl is the man. 
Yes. Or Bruce Pearl. Bruce, Bruce Pearl, Pearl, yeah. Bruce Pearl, Ron Pearl. No, not he. Hellboy. Oh. Good night. What do you mean making me the basketball coach? <laughs> Just all kinds of Mondays all yeah. over the place. Um, Texas Tech is they clicking, look really good. clicking on all cylinders. They're playing their old school defense and three-pointers, and they're killing it right now. They're mani- Any game they're in, they're managing it. They're taking control of that game. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the most anticipated team of the entire NCAA coming into the season is starting to play really good basketball. Memphis could be scary. Yeah, they're starting to click finally. And it's funny, one of their superstars leaves the team and all of a sudden, hey, we know how to play basketball. Yeah, yeah, which is a shame, but I mean, yeah, it's a... Ball hawks be ball hawks, and if he's not hitting shots... Yeah, that's a it's a shame too because I was rooting for that kid a lot. He's and who's still to say, super talented. Yeah, and who's to say you know he he what did half a year at college? Yeah, he and, took his half year. He'll be out of he'll be out of it for out of high school for a year, so he'll be able to enter the draft. Well, right now I think he's been re recal whatever you want to call it. He's been moved to next year's draft essentially. Oh, okay. Whatever the case is on that. So he'll, he'll, he'll take either. I mean, he can, I think reclassify that's it. Reclassified for next year's draft, I think. So I think he has another extra year. So if he wants to join a team or play basketball overseas, come to do that. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> John Shire will take you. He'll I, take pretty much anything. Really, and if you don't, it's Moni Bates folks. I'm talking about yeah. Moni and Moni Bates. He's really Really good. He's like, he is a good basketball he, he, player. I'm telling people he could be that next Kevin Durant. He's got to work on his body. He's got to work on that attitude, apparently, because that yeah. was a big thing. Um, But, yeah, those would be the three teams right now that, okay. that are kind of pretty scary. I'll say Arizona's been looking really good. They're playing good team ball. That's the thing. Yeah. But they don't have a guy, I think, that right now kind of – well scratch that they have guys that I think can stand out I don't think they have a guy that's really kind that can kind of like take over the game but they have a good team thing I like Purdue I like Providence 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 is coming up they're coming up because they're 11 I like Houston a lot Houston has like a 30 game win streak at home that's kind of scary because when you think about how good that team is like collectively they just got a great group and I'll throw in some Murray State for people because they only have two losses on the air. And look, they're a speedy team, right? I mean, they're a speedy team. Ja would love that. Ja, I mean, that's the thing. Ja's watching right now going like, yeah, win the tournament, baby. <laughs> but they are killing it. They are fast. They are exactly what – if you, you don't – do not face that team right now if you have big men who are slow. They are they, they are fast. They, I got the block, ball. And just real quick before we get out of this, I, Gonzaga, listen – they're really big. They're really good. They've got the talent. They're not a team. They're not a team. Chet Holmgren's really good. He's too skinny. Team A's really good. He's just too slow. You need that Jalen. Jalen Suggs should have stayed one more year. They'd they win, win a they, championship. They, they win a championship this year if Jalen Suggs stays. Yeah. Absolutely. But we'll see what happens. College basketball, March is around the corner, folks. We are going to be so happy once that happens, unless it doesn't. But we're hoping that it does. Don't you dare. This is your home. Whoa. <laughs> Sensitive, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, I didn't even touch you. Thought you started with yeah, starting things with your mind. Uh, but folks, uh, looks like no home runs in the talks going on with Major League Baseball. We'll be getting into that and more here on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Lockout is pushing back spring training, and now sports fans are worried the regular season may be in jeopardy too. 
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, they won't let them out. They won't let them out. Uh, I love the fact that you even know what this is. Oh, I have it on my iTouch. Nice. That's right. I have an iTouch, folks. Yeah, it's <laughs> Akon, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to know it, hit it up. Uh, great song. Uh, yes, so Major League Baseball, we are here. Blow the whistle. Andrew Valentin, David Dykstra here on SportstownChicago.com. Obviously, hit us up on our social media at BlowTWhistle1 on all sorts, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Major League Baseball, yes, is finally coming down to the point where they have decided that they have to suspend the season, as in spring training has now been hit. So it's been the first three weeks, I believe, of spring training have now been shut down. Baseball is now going to ramp up its talks for a new CBA deal. But the lockout will continue here, folks. So the question that we have for everybody, and we will throw it to all of you and then we'll throw it to David, is baseball on the verge of potentially destroying itself? And the follow-up question is, do the owners even care? Again, hit us up on our social media. We want to hear from you guys. David, those are two great questions. What do you think, Andrew? man? Jeez. I, yeah, those are two really good. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I would, I would say this this past season was probably one of the more entertaining baseball seasons that I've I've followed in a while. Absolutely. I mean, you have the excitement of of the Cubs winning the World Series. You know, uh, that's more of a local. I mean, that's yeah, exciting that's for everybody, but that's thing, more of our like, local for thing. me. The entertainment of you know. Our boy from the Angels, right? And and, and well, your boy Shohei, Shohei Otani. <laughs> He's gonna win MVP again this year. God, we'll talk about that if there is a season. And a Zion, <laughs> and a Zion, and a Zion. Uh, first guy to ever do that. That'd be great. Um, but that being said, no. To me, it was they they were building back momentum again, mm. getting people interested again. Yeah. Some of the big moves that were made at the trade deadline. Like it was fun. We were excited. We yeah. were plenty of stuff to talk about. And now <laughs> Yeah. We should be talking about Chris Bryan on the Mets. We should be talking about, you know, Javi Baez in Seattle or in Detroit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should be, you know, is it gonna be Rizzo or is it gonna be Schwarber coming back to the Cubs right. because of the universal uh DH. DH? Yeah. I my you know, uh, my personal opinion is my personal opinion. It should be Schwarber. You're gonna get more years out of him. Right. You're not and you could probably get him cheap. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Although after his performance with the Red Sox. <laughs> my boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Baby Bambino going at it again. <laughs> I I love calling him Baby Bambino. But yeah, I, honestly, do I think the uh, prime example? Rickets don't give a crud. No, Rickets he, are Rickets are all about money. Yeah. Case in point is the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Cubs should be in the luxury tax every single season, <laughs> bar none. Right. They are one of the most profitable franchises in major league baseball because of Wrigley field. Yeah. And now you got a sports book there. Don't act like you don't know Tom Ricketts. <laughs> so why are you, why, why are you not spending money? Because you're greedy. Right. And that's, I, I, my personal opinion is that's where it comes down to. They're wanting to get rid of what is it like 70 minor league teams or something like that. Yeah. So in, in the course of what's been the CBA talks, the main thing that's been 
agreed upon at this point. It, again, it's not handshake. It's more of a head nod of the yes, we agree. Universal DH and the lottery draft for the MLB draft. Which I don't mind. I no. like the lottery draft aspect of it. It brings it's, a little more excitement to right. that bogus draft. Yeah, right. And I mean, nobody, listen, it's a 30-round draft. Nobody's really watching all the baseball draft. But... For what it is, it's supposed to help with tanking, essentially, is what they're kind of aiming at. To top, stop teams from selling off their top players, kind of what we saw this past season, and trying to play the bad ones so that they could get a better pick or whatever the case is. But what's, I, I don't, honest to goodness, what's wrong with that? You're I right. mean, like, you, <laughs> Texas Rangers are going to have. They don't have to try. They, they don't, one, they don't, <laughs> they have, really to try. don't have to Two, try. Two, they now have a, a kid. Jack Leiter, that's yeah. probably going to take maybe six months to come up to the major leagues. If he's not already going to be on the roster. I mean, yeah, geez. he could go straight to the roster. It's possible. But yeah, the big thing that's been kind of contended right now between the two of them is that the minor league, who's now owned by Major League Baseball, they are now looking for the option. This is just the option. It's not been agreed upon to cut Major League playing jobs down from 180 to 150, I think, per team. Uh, that's kind of the big thing. Mind you this, they cut 42 minor league teams last year. Yeah, that's, that was and, the big and, thing. And, they and cut see, those teams. And that's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's the players' so, but union's here's, thing. But here's here's my thing, and this is, this is something that Andrew and I are kind of in the background going, please let it happen, please let it happen. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. That just means these independent leagues that we love so much because they are so super darn entertaining, yep. like the Chicago Dogs, are going to flourish. And actually, the dogs just signed somebody yesterday. Charlie Tilson. Former former Cardinal, former White Sox, actually. Yep. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see how he does because he was a decent player in the league. He bounced around a lot. He was kind of just like a journeyman. guy. Yeah, journeyman, bench guy, kind of came in every now and then. In the dogs, he might be a star. I mean, he's he's a pretty good player. He was a second round draft pick in the yeah, in there's, major league there's, baseball. Says something. There there's something to be said about it, and it just might be that kind of year where right the owners and the players just don't agree. And go to ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, whatever city that you live in, wherever you may be, whether it be Chicago, yeah. Milwaukee. Anywhere else in the United States, there are some great independent baseball leagues and teams in your area if you do the research. Absolutely. I've never had so much fun, and it was partially because I got to work with the team and got to know the team, but never had so much fun at a ballpark than at a Chicago Dogs game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you this right now, because you, you've been with the team now through... Some of the, the, the good the, times, the good times, <laughs> the good times. I actually worked with the dogs on the inaugural season, which rough patches, obviously on all ends, but still I, I concur on the same thing. Cause listen, nobody had ever heard of trace and Vavra and this kid comes out of nowhere. And for a good, like two, three months, he led the league in home runs. Cause he had like 18 in the first month and a half. And people were like, who is this guy? Yeah. Edwin Arroyo, who, uh, I wish he was still with the team, uh, was killing it on stolen bases and was clear and above one of the best contact hitters, I think, in baseball at the time that I was watching and stuff. You've got guys, and now some of these guys that I've seen when I was there when I started are getting major league contracts on other teams now. They're getting opportunities, and that just speaks a lot. So I, I agree. I think this is going to open up a door for these guys that don't get a chance, unfortunately, it's not going to be the same salary. That's what yeah, is unfortunate. And that's, and that's the but tough part. But you're getting a chance, and you get to keep your baseball skills going up. And 
I would even say if the big name guys want to come and play a little bit, oh, that'd be it'd be great. It, it wouldn't be Scores out of the... would be like 30 to 25. It wouldn't be the first time that the Chicago Dogs got a big name guy. No, it would not. Uh, for those who don't know, Carlos Sombrano, former Chicago Cub, who was 38, 39. He was way up there, but he still played for the Dogs for a season. And came out. Looked good. Yeah. He played came, good. He came out and had some fun. He played like how you would think a major leaguer. I mean, listen, I was also there in the inaugural season when... <laughs> Rafael Palmero at oh, 49 yeah. years old was playing with his son on the Texas team. And mind you this, he half swung on both of these balls and put them out of the park. Oh yeah. Arms still look like tree trunks. So I'm going to go ahead. Never, and- never, <laughs> ever did I ever. Let's not never, get it. Ever did Netta, I ever. You know, you know what my dad said? <laughs> we were actually, we legitimately watched that, that Senate hearing. Yeah. My my dad, I kid you not, as soon as he did the I never ever ever have I ever touched, yeah. my dad looked at me and goes, He's juiced. Oh yeah. I Absolutely. Went, I went seriously. He goes, Oh yeah, you aren't that emphatic unless you actually have. And no. I went, All right. Um, I would say the the cool part for me last year was uh I wanna say it was Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. uh Roger Clemens kid. Yes. Played yeah. for Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. I or remember, one of the teams. Right, yeah. And he showed up at the ballpark a couple times. I remember you guys talking about that. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. It's the rocket. Yeah. <laughs> the whole <laughs> Dr. Evil. He didn't do we it either. Leo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will say this. For the, for the lockout situation, obviously, is it going to hurt? Listen, baseball's already in a very contentious spot right now. Where Absolutely. The last few years, because of the virus and everything, it's already kind of starting to slip. The longevity of the game, the action in the game, you want to see more. Hopefully, the Universal DH is going to help a little bit with that. But baseball is still kind of, in my opinion, I love baseball so much. But I think it's still kind of steadily declining because... Fans want to watch football more. Now there's going to be more football with the XFL and the USFL. That's going to take away from the game. March is Back, just right around know, right? the corner. It's a thing. And the USFL starting up here, and then the XFL starts up next season. So it's going to be even more stuff. Basketball is still going on. Hockey's still going on. And hockey is kind of starting to lift up a little bit towards baseball, or maybe baseball is maybe going more downwards. So it's tough to tell. I don't really. All I know is I think the owners at this point are like they're going to have to resolve something. No, they're the billionaires. They're going to try and outhold the players. I will say this much: uh, they uh, one of the shows that I worked had Cody Decker on, and mm-hmm. Cody said he wouldn't be surprised if they both just kind of wipe their hands clean of it by March 10th and say, "All right, let's just start the season." It's possible. I, how much longer do you want to sit out and and not have anything happen? Because the less that you're not on TV, the less chances people have to see you, and the less. More opportunities they have to go see something else. Yeah. And you can't do that. Otherwise, you're going to kill the sport. And yeah. I don't want to see that happen. No. All right. So, baseball, we wish you all the best of luck. Hopefully, they can resolve this very soon. It it it's 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 in your hands now. MLB and MLB Union. Please. Please. Please <laughs> come to some sort of resolve. But when we do come back here, folks, yes, we are hitting the greens, teeing off, and possibly hitting it into the sand. It's a little bit odd, sand, but sand. we'll be yeah, we'll be talking a little bit that here and more on Blow the Whistle here on SportstownChicago.com. That's right, Andrew. I laid out a challenge. This is a in a golf movie. Oh no! <laughs> oh, wait, I, 
I've, I've heard. Okay, I've heard this. I know I've heard this song. Oh my god, this is gonna kill me. I'm gonna be so mad at I'll this. I'll give you a line and you'll get it right away. The price is wrong, Bob! Oh my god. <laughs> god. Oh, I'm really mad at something. Alright, welcome back. We to can the, never be friends again. Welcome no. to this. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. You're too all sad now. I'm, just, yeah. I'm, dis- I'm so disappointed uh, in myself. Yeah, I'm disappointed in myself. And welcome back to Blow the Whistle. I'm disappointment, Andrew Valentin. <laughs> I'm here with David Dykstra. Pure, pure disappointment. Who's just slaying it down on me. Uh, again, we're here on sportsnowchicago.com. Uh, hit us up on social media at Blow2Whistle1, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all that stuff. And we are going to start talking about some golf here. Woohoo! Because some weird stuff. Some weird stuff. Some weird stuff, um, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know, <laughs> bring it. PGA Tour has apparently been given a challenger. Uh, believe it or not, this is actually not the first time this has happened. Actually, in the mid '90s, uh, there was, or actually even before then, in 1976, there was a uh, a a former. A situation that went down, believe it or not. But it was in the mid-90s last time that this kind of thing happened with Greg Norman, who was a former number one golfer uh, in the world, was working with Rupert Murdoch to put together what was considered the World Golf Tour. Unfortunately, it did not fall through. Um, it didn't. It didn't end up working the way they wanted it to. Scams will get you all the time. Yeah, they they only had eight of it. (laughs) They only had eight events, actually. So it kind of hurts when <laughs> when one of the investors goes to jail for a while. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, so um, obviously, if you don't know, yes, the super 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 league, super golf league, is what it's been named. But it's actually uh, a part of what's been called LIV Golf Investments. All right, so this is being backed by what is the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, which has actually backed another one called the. PGL, which is the uh, Pro Golf League, but unfortunately that one has kind of simmered off. They tried to join up with the Euro Tour, but they have since declined that. They tried also with PGA. PGA has not answered them back. So that one's kind of hanging in the water a little bit, kind of waiting. But the LIV actually has the biggest backing of it right now. So as it stands right now, um, LIV is kind of the big PowerPoint. Now, the whole situation on this, this is the one that's a super golf league. LIV golf yeah, yeah. is what is being claimed. So LIV golf, this PIF, uh, what's the controversy on it? Well, it actually had the PIF, which is again, the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia has actual financial arms in the Saudi Arabian government, which a lot of people have a problem with, obviously because of the human rights violations that have certainly been going on in Saudi Arabia with their government. To also put another perspective on it, uh, this is also something called, if you don't know, sports washing. What is sports washing? Well, it's where countries take financial investments, which this is an investment of $580 million billion in assets. That's how much this thing has, $580 billion in assets. And they basically pour it into a bunch of different things, and they use that financial stuff to kind of gain ground. A point of example is in 1936 when the Olympics, Germany did this to kind of promote the uh, the Nazi image, if you will. Um, not great, obviously. Interesting. Yes, a very, very kind of polarizing thing to compare it to. So basically, the uh, PGA Tour, um, I hope I get his name right. Uh, correct me if I am right on this. Jay Monahan. 
Sounds uh, right. Who's the commissioner yeah, yeah. of PGA Tour? Yes, has said that anybody who goes to the new league will be suspended and possibly banned for life. Actually, so there is some serious consequences on this. As it stands right now, uh, Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau were actually at the uh, Saudi Arabia event that was taking place um, most recently, and they were both kind of speaking about the possibilities of why I guess what could happen in this situation of joining up with them and stuff. And they have reached out to, I guess every top 100 golfer in the world with what is being understood to be massive offers of money to join their super golf league or the LIV golf. So they're going to get guaranteed contracts on top of purses. Absolutely. They're talking about like, I think the last article I saw, which was from the athletic, it was saying that it was, two possibly three times the 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 prize money for first place for an event than you would see maybe in PGA tour so they're obviously like you like the, you've said already before here money talks well their money is shouting to the wind <laughs> extensively <laughs> the the thing about it is uh Joe Quinn Joe Joe Quinn yeah. the 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 kid who won this past weekend at the Genesis Invitational $12 million mm-hmm. for first place. Yeah. So you're talking about winning an event and getting 24 to 36 million instead of 12. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. What shall <laughs> you ever do? At, at what point is too much too much? Right. And, and, and that's kind of what I, I don't know if you remember. Uh, I want to say five, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. Powerball. No one hit Powerball. Yeah. And it got up to like $1.3 billion yeah, with the jackpot. Yeah, It's too much. Right. I was like, I'll hit four or five and take my my 20 mil and be completely content. I'll take that, what is it, the, the small one that comes or whatever? Yeah. Like, I'll take a fraction of that. Yeah. Please. That's, at some point, if you're going after the money and not the purity of, okay, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm a very biased person when it comes to golf right i understand money is money of course and under and, and trust me when i tell you this deshambo makes a lot of sense to me he can he he is he is a freak right he will bring He's a spark people, plug he will bring people to your tournaments yes people want to see him drive people want to see him hit that ball people mm-hmm. want to see that ball get crushed i just i my personal feelings are i want to know what the pga tour did to greg norman to piss him off yeah yeah twice uh, this is twice now he's yeah. tried to do something to compete with the pga for those who don't know yes greg norman again what we mentioned i just mentioned with the rupert murdoch thing actually is the ceo in charge of liv golf at this point apparently along with numerous other people who are somehow involved in athletics still nevertheless i don't know who they are it's like a mystery thing I was trying to solve before this show. I was trying to figure out who else is on this thing. There's no other names. They're not yeah. saying who they are, which no. leads me to think this could, this could, like, I'm feeling like a movie's coming out of this <laughs> one, folks. Like, this is not like, like the, like the, the, the big, uh, oh, what was it called? Firefest or something like oh, that? Oh, Fire Festival? Yes. <laughs> hey, this, this feels weird like that. Like, there's no. Like, the Shambo's going to show up and it's just going to be the desert. Right. And nothing like, else. Like, like, a bunch of golfers <laughs> that are top 100 are going to show up and be like, is this the course? Like, that's like. I. This is. Survive so, if you must. It's so weird. Survive too. if we let you. It's so weird because. Unlike the so so the PGL, the one that's kind of like in the water in the sink, they have a website that has all the information out. You can find it. This one has nothing. 
They have nothing in place that it's, says anything about it. Now they said it's still in the works. They're still trying to work out everything. They're still trying, but now they have some sort of connection now with uh, the uh, Asia. They have the Asian Asia tour connected with them as well. The South Pacific and Asian yes, who are invested in it. ten years, three hundred million dollars. So now they've got money on top of money with it. To me, it just to oh, me, this seems very suspect. It seems like you're trying, you're trying to compete with an organization that prides themselves on right. being very, very, very fair. Mm-hmm. And very rarely do you hear anything negative about the PGA. No, it only ever comes it really be, from the players themselves. There's, whether it's the LPGA or the PGA, right. that that conglomerate in itself has always treated its, its participants pretty darn fair. Yeah. So for me to have... Greg Norman be your your figurehead, not once but twice now to right. organizations that want to try and compete with the PGA. First off, why aren't you trying to do this with some legitimate businessmen out of your own country, New yeah. Zealand or Australia? Right. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, why I, are you in Saudi Arabia dealing with people? That may not necessarily be bad people, but are right. in a region of the of the world that is very, very volatile. Right. That make things very, very suspect on whether or not it's all on the up and up. And that's the thing is like there's the information out there on this is so limited. Like the like the where where I found a lot of this was golfers digest the golf digest or whatever it's called and through the athletic. And it's all very similar golf information. Digest. It's golf like the digest. reader. It's, it's, yeah. it's like the reader's digest, but for golfers. Exactly. So <laughs> but that's the thing is like all the information for both of them kind of matched up. So there's very limited resources found on this thing, which means there's not a lot of information out there for it. And my question on that always is, well, why is it so limited? Why isn't there more out there? Why don't they have a website like PGL that's giving out sort of the information of what they're trying to do? Why is this so on the background? Maybe it is that they don't have it all together, but I find I just continue to find that kind of movement, that kind of stuff, very suspect. I, I would be interested to see what Phil's thought process was on the whole situation. Yeah, because he's, he's one, been criticized a lot for this. Well, because there there's a lot of tension between the United States and Saudi Arabia. Right. I'm shocked, uh, and we're going to get into this in the next segment. Mm-hmm. The WWE just came back from Saudi Arabia. I'm shocked yeah. that they, but my, once again. Money talks, money BS talks. walks. Yeah. So it is it just a money play at this point to where they're trying to get these athletes more money? Yeah. Or is it going to be a legitimate are are you are you doing a world kind of golf organization instead of it just being like US and Europe? Yeah. Exactly. Well, and here's the interesting thing. So in this article for the Golf Digest, uh, it was said that Mickelson has been adversarial towards the PGA Tour, claiming to Golf Digest the tour's obnoxious greed has opened the possibility of playing elsewhere. Uh, so, But what obnoxious greed are you talking about? That's a that's very vague statement to make. That's the that's thing. That's a super vague statement. So this is what I would say. If you're talking about a world tour where you're going to go play in places like Russia mm-hmm. and in Vietnam right. and in China and all these, that would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, and this is a huge but, you better be wary of who you're playing for yeah. and what organization you're truly playing for. 
Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of shadiness in this situation. And obviously as we get more information on it, we'll talk about this more. Cause this is not going away. Oh folks. no, it's not. This is, if you want, if real quick, before we get out of this, if you want a comparison, if you heard of that super league that was going on in soccer, very similar. And if it gets to that level, boy, you can bet a lawsuit's coming. There's going to be, there's going to be some serious fighting going on in this one. For sure. But when we do come here, folks, we are locking ourselves in the chamber and we are getting it down in rumble town. That's right. We're going to be talking about wrestling here on blow the whistle here on sportstownchicago.com. I'm not going to lie, Andrew. I did this specifically for you because it's the last segment and I knew you'd need to pick me up. Yes. I'm going to let it ride, too, because this is a really good song. Sorry, I'm just having fun. Hey, it's, it's, <laughs> Blow the whistle. Uh, SportsNowChicago.com. That's right, folks. We are talking WWE. My man, David Dykstra. I'm Andrew Valentin. We're hitting it up. There was so much that went down in the road to WrestleMania. Plus, of course, there was a lot of stuff that went down. I'm with so AEW. proud of you that you even said road to WrestleMania. How can I not, man? That, I'm impressed. Thank you. Uh, yes, obviously, guys. Uh, Hit us up, social media, Whistle one Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Question I'm just going to hit out there real quick. I'm going to make it a two-parter because of the two. Right. So, obviously, uh, real quick, we just had the Elimination Chamber yes, yes. match happen. I mean, a lot of a lot of people talking about it on how it went. So, that'll be the first question of what did you think about the Elimination Chamber? And the second question comes from the fact that, yes, if you haven't heard for AEW news... Cody Rhodes is apparently leaving AEW. There is oh, he's about to show up somewhere tonight. <laughs> yeah, there's a rumor. He's about to show up somewhere tonight, ladies that, and gentlemen. I'm he, just going to tell you right yeah, now. He's going to, he's signed a contract potentially with WWE for his return. So David, I ask you this, what were your thoughts on the elimination chamber? And then what is your feeling about AEW moving forward post Cody Rhodes? And how did you feel about also too Cody Rhodes feeling? Okay. So the elimination chamber for me, I'm very indifferent about. Okay. Not horrible, but not great. Yeah. The best match of that whole thing, though, Lita and Becky Lynch, bar none. That was good. Lita was on her game, was unbelievably great, and deserved the standing elevation from the Saudi Arabian crowd that was there. Mm -hmm. That was brilliant. I would be I would be remiss to say I believe that she she deserves another run. Okay. She has been, I didn't see that coming from her. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. She's almost 50. I believe so. I think she's, she's up there. I think she's 45. It's been a long time she's, for her. She's so. close, close to, she's probably, but she's, still she's my age, man. I ain't doing no, no moonsaults right. off the top rope at that But that's the thing is like, she's, she's clearly kept up her athletic prowess. Like she has not lost a drop of that showmanship that she still had back. I remember watching her when she was partnering up with Edge back in the day and like, she was amazing as like that number two when they did like mixed tag teams or when she was doing her, her solo yeah. gig too. She was cr- killing it. I would say this. I am I am disappointed in the female elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. I, my personal pick was Alexa Bliss. Okay. I would love to see Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch go toe to toe. Yeah. With 
who they've become as they've they faced each other before, mm-hmm. but it was before Alexa's been Alexa and Becky's been the man or right. big time Bex. Yeah. So I would have loved to seen that collision. Mm-hmm. You got Bianca and and Becky. All right. Rhonda's gonna kill it because Rhonda's Rhonda. Yeah. And it she's she's just an athlete and she she's picked up on professional wrestling very, very quickly. Yeah, she's I was I was weary about her. And even in this, I was a little weary about her because there was some times. I love that she where, came out in her gi. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Because now I'm seeing more of the showmanship coming from her, which is something in the early part. I was kind of like, is she going to be able to sell it? Can she can she be one of those workers and and not I don't want to say actors, but can she work with the other wrestlers and stuff? She's doing a really good job with it. I think she's doing an incredible job with it. And she's really picked it up late to start off the show. uh but on the kickoff show, it was uh, Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. Fantastic match. I liked it. A, a lot I love of Rey Mysterio and The Miz. That's great. A lot of a lot of uh, Dominic interfering, mm-hmm. which which was cute. Which leads to the WWE exclusive interview of The Miz going. I guess I'm going to have to go out and find me a tag team partner love with it. a chiseled chin like mine. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, let me just tell you that chiseled chin that he's talking about. Is Cody Rhodes. Yep. Cody Rhodes and The Miz together. I like that tag team. Yeah. I like that. And it'll let Cody kind of get his feet underneath him back in the WWE. The Miz has teamed up with so many people that have gone on to bigger and better things that it, it it's just a perfect choice for Cody to get his feet. Oh, again. it's it's a great balancing act for Cody because he doesn't have to all he has to do he is kind of be the muscle. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have to hold his own. Uh, that being said, the man, the men's elimination chamber, I am almost 95% sure that that was not KFAB. I think that spot with, uh, the almighty, oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. I think he actually did concuss himself. I think so too. It did uh, not look like it was normal. Um, and he so, didn't look very good afterwards. No. If, if it, if it was KFAB, bravo to you, Bobby Lashley for he selling sold that, it, for selling it. Um, Brock looked fantastic. He has been. I, he looks like the dominant Whatever, force. Whatever is in that elk that he's eating in Saskatchewan, <laughs> please, can I have some? He's killing that thing with his bare hands. Oh, no doubt. Um, the bump that Austin Theory took off the top of the Elimination Chamber, the oh, F5. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Great job there. Yeah. I would have liked to seen Riddle get over a little bit more. Mm. There had been rumors that they wanted Riddle to win the Rumble. Yeah. Um, it didn't work out that way. Right. So be it. I think Riddle would be a great WWE champion, personally. Um, champion versus champion is a little confusing for me. You have two shows. Are right. you now going to break that wall and say, whoever wins this title has free reign to be on whatever show they want to be on? That's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Right. Sami Zayn winning the Intercontinental Championship. This is intriguing to me because yeah. we are on the road to WrestleMania, and guess who his opponent's going to be at WrestleMania? I'm not sure. Who do you want to say? A jackass. <laughs> I was sure how you were going to Literally. Go. Yeah. Literally. I, I, I saw Johnny the... Knoxville is going to be his opponent yeah. at WrestleMania. Now, if it's for the title and they give Knoxville, Knoxville the Intercontinental <laughs> title, I'm telling you right now, yeah. it is going to be akin to David Arquette winning the WCW titles back say, in the day. Yeah. That is a bad move. Yeah. Now, moving on from that, I'm going to tell you right now, 
there is a lot of scuttlebutt going around that a big time, and I mean big time superstars coming out of retirement to go to be at WrestleMania this year and actually have a match and maybe go on a run. Interesting. Okay. I like that. I mean, I mean, I know there's a lot of people be, indifferent on I'll, that, but I, I've always liked the older guys that. I'm, all, I'm only going to say one thing: there's going to be a lot of Steve Weisers popped. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be. It's great. in Dallas. I mean, what better time to come back? I guess his neck is as good as Edge's neck is, and Edge has kind of like said, "Hey, yeah, if I can do it, why can't you?" It's a good point. I, mean, I mean, come on, dude. He has been his his media presence has been rising this whole year. Yeah, he's been climbing with commercials and all kinds of stuff and podcasts and everything. And the, the, by the way, the, the the behind the dark side of the ring and all that stuff, like he's been on those things. So his popularity is growing back now. Yeah, not like it really ever left. But so to transition to the other company that Cody Rhodes just left, yes. I heard that that was Cody being butt hurt over getting creative control taken away from him by Tony Khan. That's yeah. And being upset because he wants to go down like his dad was as being not just a great performer, but a great behind the scenes guy that comes up with great matches oh, Dusty and was great incredible. stories. Yeah. I get that Cody right. and you're not getting it there. And you thought AEW was going to be this thing that you, the young bucks, Kenny Omega all did together. Right. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And good for you for realizing that you're not in a place where you want to be. So let's go back to where I started and, right. and see if I can't get it there. That being said, Keith Lee just showed up on AEW, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if he does not have a title run in the next six months, I will be shocked. Okay. He should have had a title run in WWE. Yeah. <laughs> like... Keith Lee to me, 6'3", 348 pounds and can move like a luchador. My kind of guy. He is scary. <laughs> scary, scary big man. It's So they're bringing in talent. I've heard Buddy Murphy's on his way to AEW. I did see something about that. that I'm, I'm excited if yeah. that shows up because him and Sammy would have one hell of a match. Yeah. Um, I think... It's going to be interesting to see how the Bullet Club and and the Elite all works out. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how all this is going to happen. They're building to something. I'm not sure exactly what it is. And don't forget, Kenny Omega is still out with injury. Mm -hmm. Probably one of their biggest stars and best workers. So once he comes back, I expect all all hell to break loose. Absolutely. I, I give AEW credit. They they are having better matches now and, and doing better things as far as wrestling absolutely the entertainment aspect wwe is always going to have the entertainment aspect oh yeah so i'm waiting to see what wrestlemania brings it better bring some great matches um aew is gearing up for their big revolution pay-per-view which already has hangman uh, or no, CM Punk yep. and MJF in a dog collar match. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's worth the money that you would pay for the pay per view in itself. That's mm-hmm. going to be bloody. It's going to be gory, and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, for Elimination Chamber, just real quick, thought Roman Reigns was great, and for I that, mean, that yeah. match was what it is. It, it was what it is. <laughs> but I'll say it. I'm starting to really start to fall for Roman Reigns. I'm oh, starting I love to really Roman get Reigns him as a heel. Absolutely. The best thing they ever did was put Paul Heyman with him. Absolutely. And for Cody Rhodes using AEW, 
Good on you, man. And I hope all the best for AEW. I think they still have a chance to climb. Tony Khan's incredible. But that's going to do it for the show here, guys, on Blow the Whistle. Obviously, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Again, everybody out there, uh, if you guys want to hit us up again, Blow T Whistle 1 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hit us up also, too, at Blow T Whistle Radio at gmail.com for any questions or comments. We want to hear from you guys, and we will see you guys next week. So from myself, Andrew Valentin, David Dykstra, we want to wish you all a wonderful day, and we will see you all next time here on Blow the Whistle on SportsTownChicago.com.